Welcome to the Daily Ding. I am Dave DeFord. Joining me this morning is Black Trey, Justin Rowan, and Rob Lopez producing as usual. We're going to run through all the results from a four-game Tuesday night, including the Wizards and Clippers and the Raptors Magic. We'll also be joined by Jared Weiss of The Athletic Boston to talk about the Celtics and their problems. But first, let's start with the Wizards. Uh... They trailed by 24 at one point in this game, including being booed in the first quarter and had the best wizard comeback since Voldemort. Uh, John Wall with 30 points, eight assists and four rebounds, tied a career high with five threes. Bradley Beal chipping in with 27 and seven. Uh, Trey, are the wizards fixed? Absolutely. They're still broken, but this was a good game to, uh, to, to deal with a little adversity and feel good about themselves to, you know, understand the, the highs and lows of the NBA. And these guys are pros pretty much, you know, um, I, I just want to give a shout out to John Wall, you know, dealing with all the adversity that he's experienced, you know, being brought up in trade rumors and people making jokes and saying he's finished and washed and all this other stuff. And what happened to John Wall? John Wall responded tonight. And I get it, it's the Clippers, but the Clippers have been hot and I won't like downplay this win for them. Now, will they go off and go on a win streak? I won't. I won't go that far. But this is a start that they needed. Justin, uh, Tobias Harris puts in twenty nine. Shea Gilgis Alexander, the great, chips in seventeen, and Lou Will had seventeen off the bench. Did LeBron choose the wrong LA team? <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but uh, it is noteworthy that both LA teams are in pretty good position. I, I mean, the Clippers have a. They have guys that know how to play. Uh, Danilo Gallinari has been playing well, obviously Tobias Harris, as you mentioned, and they got some young guys for the future cap space to make things happen. Uh, Lakers in a very similar spot, just with LeBron, obviously as the bigger selling feature there. But uh, as we've seen, not every all-star wants to play with LeBron. So uh, I think we could be in position to see kind of an interesting rivalry uh, brew between those two teams. If both of them start loading up. Shout out to Montrez Harrell with another nice 20.9 rebound night. The guy is that on guy a tear. Can play. That he's really, really play. good for an undersized center. I mean, six, eight, uh, he just, he moves really well and he's active and uh, man, that guy, what a steal he is at like, what was he? 6 million a year or something like that. It's, it's insane. John wall spoke briefly after the game about how he responds personally to trade rumors and reports of strife from the wizards locker room. John, describe the last 24 hours in your life. It's amazing, man. You know what I mean? All the hard and effort and drive I've had for this organization, this team, uh, to hear certain things like being traded. You know what I mean? I try to stay focused, uh, focus on getting ready to have my new son, trying to turn his organization around, his franchise around, and win some games. All it is is just go out there and compete, dog. You know what I mean? All of us go out there and compete. That's one thing I always did since day one is give everything I got. And uh, to hear those type of things, it's kind of funny. It's frustrating at the same time. But I've been through worse things, worse than that. So I just stand over top of all that. Uh, in Orlando, the frisky Orlando Magic lose on a Danny Green buzzer beater to the Toronto Raptors. Kawhi with 18 and six. Pascal Siakam continues his nice start to the season with 15 and nine. Ibaka with 14 and nine, including a, a big top of the key uh, uh, mid-range jumper late uh, that that kept. Toronto in it. Uh, Evan Fournier pours in 27. Nikola Vucevic had 14 and 18. Uh, Trey is, is Vucevic an all-star? Not at all. Not at all. No, because no, because you got to look at it like this. And the reason why I say this, Dave, I mean, the numbers are impressive, but I've seen Ennis Cantor do this last year. And 
you know, not to normalize a double-double. But Joe M B makes these numbers look laughable at this point, you know. Um, but I do want to big up Aaron Gordon. He's increased his three-point shooting um, and added more game to his, you know, I don't know if it was him working on his game during the Uncle Drew shoot or what, but he has a little bit more offensive skill set. But no, nah, like, I like Vucevic, but I've always wanted Vucevic out of Orlando, possibly in L.A., somewhere where he's playing for something meaningful. But right now, I'm not going to get too crazy about that. Yes, he he's, he he always has been able to uh, attribute, you know, double-digit points and double-digit rebounds. But this is nothing nothing to get crazy over. Uh, or I said Orlando's been frisky. Um, they're they're now nine and nine on the season. I mean, I don't know if they're a playoff team, but obviously Steve Clifford has brought a new identity to this team. Justin, how real is their defense? Do you think they can maintain this sort of activity on defense? I think I think they can to some degree. Uh, obviously, they they have holes defensively, and uh, Vucevic, as as you mentioned, he's playing a big role for their team. And and while he isn't as bad as people think defensively, he's still someone that can be attacked, and and you can kind of get him in space and and generate easy offense like that. Um, but I think the their hot start this season is more sustainable than what we saw last year because uh, last season we saw them get out to a hot start and then. And fall off and be one of the worst teams in the league. Um, I, I think they're kind of going to be in the mix there uh, coming down the stretch. The, the bottom of the Eastern Conference gets really weak outside of the top four, top four or five. And I, I think Orlando is no longer a team that you can look at and say that's an automatic win uh, if you're an opposing team. Like they're, they're going to catch teams on off nights. Uh, they're, they're well prepared. They, they execute well. And uh, as you said, they're, they're frisky. They're, they're not going to uh, just roll over. And, and not to overlook the Raptors who have been fantastic. And to, to my eye, the best team in the East, um, you know, they're 14 and four now on the season. And I think they're going to be a buzzsaw. I mean, you know, this is again, Orlando, a tougher team than they look like on paper. They've played really, really well. And to, to get this win, I, I think was actually pretty big uh, because it wasn't a given, you know, Trey, uh, what did you see tonight from, from Toronto that, that you can take away from this game going forward? I mean, I don't know how, I don't, I don't want to get too high and get too low on it. I mean, I felt like, I don't want to say that the Raptors played down to the Magic's level um, because the Magic's have Clifford got that team fired up and, and ready to play every night in, night out. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a normal game for them, to be honest. Like, I mean, you know, obviously Ibaka, you know, uh, stepped up for them, Kawhi, and then Denny Green, obviously, with the game winner. But, you know, like, this this is one of those games that you just kind of like, you're like, all right, well, we didn't bring our best effort or – you know, basically at this point, it's just kind of a test on the road. Um, but they'll get it together in general and, and pretty much blast teams again. And then they'll be talking about this team being the East favorite, you know, up there with Milwaukee and, and, and the Boston's. That's right. These sort of low effort games against mediocre teams are the games that good teams have to win. Hey guys, join us every Wednesday for the back-to-back -back Wednesday challenge. Go to fanduel.com slash B2B, sign up, deposit five bucks and get a $5 bonus in your bank. You can play with other B2B listeners every Wednesday. Shout out to last week's winner, Connor, who took home the victory in our special fan contest and who will be joining us on the mailbag later on this week. Again, that's fanduel.com slash B2B. 
Joining me tonight from the athletic Boston, my good buddy, Jared Weiss. How are you, man? It's a wild time in Boston. That's for sure. Well, you know, this team was a lot of people thought it me included that they might win like 65 games. What is happening? Uh, they wanted to ruin everyone's preseason predictions, So they decided to go basically 500 through the first quarter of the season. And that's really all I got for you. <laughs> it's Brad Stevens doing his best pop impersonation, but he's getting every reporter at once. Um, obviously the, the big story is that their offense really stinks and they've got a ton of talent. Um, you know, I've pointed out the fact that they don't get to the basket and they don't shoot free throws. They're second to last in the league in free throw attempts per game. Is there, is there anything that, that I'm not seeing? I mean, you know, I'm not on the ground every day like you are. What are we missing? I mean, is this, is this good process, poor results, or is, is this poor process? And that's why we're getting the poor results. I think it's probably okay process, mediocre results. I would probably characterize it as because they're kind of running the same system that they had last year, but they're doing it with a bunch of guys that thrived in that system and now are way better players. And therefore they're just clashing with each other. And it's like watching a bunch of, it's like watching a stampede overlap another stampede basically. So this, this team has become less patient or let me, let me uh, rephrase that. The starting lineup has become less patient. I mean, there, there are, there are definitely a lot of players on this team that are playing really well right now, or I shouldn't say a lot, but there's some players that are playing really well, but just the chemistry of the starting five is not working right now. And I know people keep saying that Gordon Hayward is washed up. And before the season started, I, I said a thousand times that Gordon Hayward is not going to look that good until this, uh, until Christmas and probably won't be close to being himself until all-star break. And it's currently November 20th. So we have a month until Christmas. So people do this weird thing where they say, oh, it's going to take a while for someone to be ready. And then they get halfway to the point where they say it's time for this person to be ready. And they're like, why does this person suck so bad? I can't believe how bad they are. It's, you know, people, they, they have this remarkable inability to be patient. And that's certainly one of the big issues with this team. But it's clear that Tatum got better or I guess his shot creation ability got better. Jalen, I think same thing a little bit, Rogier a little bit too. And then they get out there and they're in different roles or in more auxiliary roles than they were compared to last season, but they're still playing like they were in their roles from last season. And it's just, none of it really works. Well, you, so you brought up Gordon Hayward, obviously he's not, not looking great to start the season, but as you said, coming off that, that horrific injury, it's to be expected, but Brad Stevens made the decision to bring him off the bench last night in Charlotte. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know if we can take anything from that. He still closed that game. Uh, it seems like, is this the path going forward? Do you think they're going to maybe ease him out of the starting lineup and, and just have him run second units? Nope. Like I said, before the season, sometimes Aaron Baines is going to start for Gordon Hayward. So this was not a surprise. Uh, he, I think there's just, there's some nights where it makes more sense for Hayward to start in, you know, six minutes into the quarter instead of at the beginning of the quarter. Um, I don't have his minutes in front of me, but I'll pull it up in a sec actually. But I mean, he, um, he finished the game. I think that's like really what matters. He played 30 minutes. So he played like the same amount of minutes that you would expect if he was starting the game and they just figured out a way to make, uh, to kind of balance the lineups better so that one, you can get, Kyrie and Horford off the court and still have a good playmaker out there in Hayward with the second unit. 
And it's just something to mix things up to try to find some offensive chemistry with that starting lineup, which I don't think really worked, but it did at least break up some of the monotony and they played a pretty decent game. And I think they lost that game mostly because they went too ISO heavy at the end of the game, which is certainly indicative of this problem while Kemba Walker was also just making it rain. So they could have won this game if they kind of suck to, you know, finishing or seeing through their play sets, which I think is just the biggest problem for this team. It's just that they, they run, they run a play first option doesn't pan out. And then somebody sees a one-on-one matchup and they try to go ISO and going ISO doesn't work very often in the NBA, despite what the Houston Rockets may lead you to believe it doesn't work for most of these guys very well, or it leads to inefficient shots that, Hey, they make a lot of the time, but this team has been so good at kind of consistently resetting the play, going into another dribble handoff or pick and roll, trying to constantly be churning and churning and churning. And they keep getting into these situations where they're because Hayward's in the point of where he is right now, because Jalen has been hurt just because they're so discombobulated. They either have these possessions where they churn it too much. And then there's eight seconds left in the shot clock. And someone goes in the ISO or they give up after one option. And then same thing happens again. You, you mentioned Jalen Brown dealing with some injury. Uh, he only played 19 minutes last night. And, you know, I was, I was kind of surprised. I thought that they were bringing Hayward off the bench to kind of get Jalen going. He's one of the guys that can actually get to the basket on this team, which again, I think that's their biggest problem offensively. And I've just been surprised by how much he struggled to do anything. Uh, his shooting has been horrific after, after a nice first two years of his career. Um, I wonder how long, and, and I'm curious of your opinion on this as we wrap, how long do you think Danny Ainge will be patient with these younger guys? And do you see a move? I'm not saying in November, but January, February timeframe, do you see them making a move if, if things haven't really turned around? That's, I mean, so like at this point, obviously I think there's no reason to believe that they're not going to continue on the development trajectory that we thought they were in the summer. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're at the trade deadline, you're more than halfway through the season and these guys are still struggling, then it, you you have enough of a sample size to have to reassess at that point. So I could see that happening, but I don't see them like, for instance, trading away Jalen Brown because they think, oh, maybe he's not as good as we thought he is. Um, you know, most guys don't have a perfectly linear progression. If they do, they tend to be MVP caliber players. And so this isn't like, this isn't completely out of nowhere for Jalen. It's like Jalen has been, he's been shooting poorly this season. He's going through a slump, but it's a, what a 15 game sample size for him, or maybe a little bit bigger. Um, so I mean, it just, it's just too soon to figure out if Jalen is dealing with a bad foot, which I mean, cause he's, he's missed or he's been dealing with a sore foot early in the season. And I'm sure it's continuing to be an issue for him. Uh, but you know, last year, Marcus Morris, had a similar issue where he had a sore knee and it was lingering for a while and they actually shut him down. And then once he came back and was fully rested, he had a really good second half of the season. And so far this year, he's had a very good season. So yeah, it could be that that's what's in the cards for Jalen. But we've seen, I mean, we've seen so much of Jalen improving over the last year or two. And I just can't imagine that that was also some sort of farce. I mean, we know his game very well and clearly he's way better than what we've seen so far. Well, I hope for my sake uh, that he turns it around. Jared, thank you very much for joining us. Everyone can follow him on Twitter at Jared Weiss NBA, and you can read him at the athletic Boston. Jared. Thanks. Thanks, man. In some news, J.R. Smith's tenure with the Cavs appears to be over. He and the Cavs have mutually agreed that he should just sit at home until they work out a trade partner. 
to get him out of town. Justin, uh, this is, I mean, is this expected? Was this expected? Uh, we knew he wasn't playing. He wasn't happy. The veterans there have kind of, uh, been jerked around a little bit. Um, how long do you think this is going to take? I think that's a good question. I mean, I, I can relate. I'm another JR that when I asked for a job with the Cavs, they told me to stay at home. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, I mean, I, I think it might take a while. I, I think JR's value as a contract and uh, non-guaranteed deal kind of goes up as the season goes. And, and as the Cavs pay for more and more of his contract, obviously he with only $3 million guaranteed for next season. If a team's looking for some help this season and getting off some dead money, then maybe Jr. has value, uh, but he's just not open to a buyout at all. Uh, he, along with a lot of the other veterans on the team kind of feel like Kobe Altman has lied to them. Um, and it, it's just, it's another unceremonious end for one of the members of that 2016 team. And, uh, the breakup of any championship team is never pretty, but, uh, with the dysfunction that the Cavs are, are kind of known for, uh, it, this is looking uglier than, than most. We talked about him a little bit today on the basketball buzz and we all felt that he could really help a team that was going to be in the playoffs this year, whether it's, you know, new Orleans or, or Milwaukee or, or Philly. So if they don't work out a trade and he's bought out a team like Philly may come in and, and try to bring him in, uh, on a remainder of the season deal. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see him in new Orleans. I, I think that would be a good fit. But again, like if you're a team that's looking for a Cavs guy, why not Corver, right? Like it's same kind of expiring deals, smaller contracts. So I think the Corver domino might have to fall before Jr. And they, they promised Corver they were going to move him if LeBron left. So I wonder <laughs> if that news leaking out kind of is going to help him get moved. You know, they, the last thing you want to want to do is get a reputation for not being player friendly, especially veteran friendly. Cause at some point there's a team that's going to want to compete again. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and luring free agents to Cleveland is tough enough without you lying to them. And I, I don't know how much power Kobe Altman actually has. If he's basically there just to take the blame for Dan Gilbert, uh, a PR move might actually be to remove him as general manager because if Gilbert's running things behind the scenes, get rid of the guy that has a bad reputation. It wouldn't be fair, but it might be what ends up happening eventually. It just goes to show LeBron saved Dan Gilbert from himself. <laughs> Guys, make sure you check out the basketball buds on Tuesday and look out for our special Thanksgiving edition of the mailbag later on this week. Snark hoops is back and they've got some video to go with it. Be sure to check out the B O M M podcast on its own feed, wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the Daily Ding, as well as all of our feeds on Back to Back, Kean Fahey's NFL Pod, The Interceptable, and The House of Strauss. In the other games of the night, uh, the first place Portland Trailblazers uh, defeat the Knicks 118 to 114. The Knicks continue their very impressive tank job, losing another one late. Uh, CJ McCollum was just on fire in the fourth quarter here, had 31 points in the night. Dame Lillard seals the deal with a, a clutch three late, uh, put in 29 and eight assists. Tim Hardaway Jr. has been on fire, 32 points, and uh, Trey Burke had 19 off the bench. Trey, can the Blazers keep this up? Do you buy them as one of the top couple seeds in the West? Um, I don't think they will remain first, but the chemistry is good. These guys enjoy playing with the, you know, playing playing the game together. Um, also, Stotts got these guys rolling, and then Dame's doing a great job with his leadership. 
with CJ and Evan Turner and the other guys uh, falling in line. Um, I see them finishing kind of in the, in the, in the cream of the crop where they were last year between uh, two and four. So, I mean, they definitely have a chance to get the ball rolling. If everybody can stay healthy um, tonight, Dame, you know, did what Dame did as far as, you know, uh, staying aggressive and, and, and staying true to himself and knocking down shots and also getting his guys rolling. Um, and the Knicks just some poor defensive team. So, I mean, I won't get too crazy about this game, but it's a good road win for the Blazers going across the country. In Miami, the Nets defeat the Heat 104 to 92. D'Angelo Russell showing that he's a closer, scoring eight of his 20 in the fourth. Spencer Dinwiddie with 16 off the bench. Hassan Whiteside throws up a 20-20 with 21 points, 23 rebounds. Dwayne Wade finally back after the birth of his uh, child. I don't know if it's a boy or a girl. Uh, had five points in 14 minutes off the bench. Justin, the Heat have lost six of their last seven. They are horrific. Is it time to start worrying about the heat? Time to start worrying about the heat. The heat I mean, is on, Justin. They, they, they went into this season with the highest payroll in the NBA, and you don't have any guys that you look at and say, okay, that's really going to get you real value. I mean, I guess the lone exception there would be Josh Richardson. Um, but it seems like a bit of a theme is how teams rebuild after LeBron. And you've seen the Cavs do a terrible job with J.R. Smith. It's just amazing to me that Pat Riley and the Heat five years later, uh, you have this much money locked up into mediocrity. And and honestly, Miami might be a more depressing team than Washington because Washington, it's clear that this era is over. They might get some value for Bradley Beal, Otto Porter Jr., maybe even John Wall. Miami, they don't have guys that they can trade. Like I think they're a long way from a necessary rebuild and, and things are just depressing there. I, I mean, to spend that much money on this type of mediocrity is a tough look for that franchise. And to wrap this up, we're going to give you the line of the night. I'm going to go with Hassan Whiteside, 21 points, 23 rebounds. I never am ceased to amaze by these 2020 performances. Trey, who you got? I'll laugh at your line of the night. I'm going with John Wall, Rowdy Raleigh, 34, 8, 2, and 2 with the win. We reward winners over here. You know, Justin, who you got? I, I'd like to take someone else, but I'm going to go with Trey here. I'm also going to say John Wall because that guy, his contract is what it is, but at the same time, that is still a hell of a basketball player when he's right. People are going to get their jokes off because jokes are greater than facts. Uh, but that he, John Wall is still a hell of a player, and he put together one really solid game tonight, uh, getting that win. Shout out to CJ McCollum for 31 big points and a win. Uh, that's going to be it for today. Thanks to Justin Rowan. Thanks to Black Trey. And thanks to Rob Lopez. I'm Dave DeFore. Thank you for waking up with us. Thank you.